This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by NCIS, the National Crop Insurance Services. America's crop insurance agencies provide individualized protection on more than 311 million acres of farmland. Good Wednesday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris have been sworn in as the President and Vice President of the United States. The inaugural ceremonies took place at the Capitol building as usual, but attendance was scaled back due to the coronavirus and security was heightened due to riots there two weeks ago. Biden's inaugural address was a call for unity and a pledge to be a president for all Americans. But the answer is not to turn inward, to retreat into competing factions, distrusting those who don't look like, look like you or worship the way you do or don't get their news from the same sources you do. We must end this uncivil war that pits red against blue, rural versus urban, or, or rural versus urban, conservative versus liberal. We can do this if we open our souls instead of hardening our hearts. Officially sworn in as the nation's 46th president, Biden has a number of policy items top of mind, including a plan to offer a pathway to citizenship for about 11 million undocumented workers, including 1 million farm workers. Phil Brasher has more on Biden's speech, and Steve Davies has details on Biden's immigration plan in their stories on agripulse.com. The waning hours of the Trump administration brought a new twist to a long-running biofuels policy fight. In a Tuesday night announcement, the Environmental Protection Agency rolled out three new small refinery exemptions from the renewable fuel standard. Biofuels groups were furious at the news and have pledged to challenge the waivers in court. There's more on the announcement in our coverage on agripulse.com. But those groups might have an ally in the Biden administration. Michael Regan is Biden's pick to head up the EPA, and he tells Agripulse he plans to speak with the agency's experts on the RFS and increase the public's knowledge about SREs. The law is pretty clear in terms of small refinery exemption. And so what I can pledge is we'll follow the law and we'll be transparent about how we're following the law and the decisions that will be made by the agency will, will not be done as a surprise but will be made through a transparent stakeholder engagement process where everyone can at least understand how the agency arrived to its decisions. Regan spoke with AgriPulse in an exclusive interview about his plans for the EPA, including his desire to see agriculture as a partner in addressing climate change. Sarah Wyant has more in her Q&A on agripulse.com. Speaking of biofuels, a new tax credit could lead to some big investments in the sector, AgriPulse's Ben Nulli has more. Biofuel producers may be able to take advantage of the new market tax credit to expand or improve their operations. Speaking at the National Biodiesel Board Virtual Convention, Tim Swenson with Midwest Minnesota Community Development Corporation says the new market tax credit provides an incentive for investors. Takeaways from new markets is an opportunity for financing despite down economies. This is one where we can actually, this is a great financing tool again, to cover that gap. It is a public and private partnership, which will drive future development, hopefully, in uh, low-income areas. Swenson says the credit has been used to finance improvements at an ethanol plant, but says there are a few qualifications for receiving the credit. Low-income communities, that's where we have to do our deals. That's important also. There's a mapping website there for you. But again, it's anything, any area that has a poverty rate that exceeds 20% or medium family income of 80% or 
below of the benchmarked income of the state or national. The new market tax credit was extended for five years in the omnibus spending bill signed into law in December. Read more about other tax credit extensions at agripulse.com. I'm Ben Nully. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's Drive Time is brought to you by America's crop insurance industry, which is thankful for the continued support of farmers, commodity organizations, rural businesses, lenders, and lawmakers who are fighting to maintain a strong farm safety net. Providing individualized protection on more than 330 million acres of farmland, crop insurance remains the smartest, most efficient way to secure America's food, fiber, and fuel supply. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.